Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to another Talking Sense with me, Dr. Marta. I'm a clinical psychologist and every week I answer one of your real life questions to offer you ideas and strategies to guide you and support your child. Before we begin, I like to do a small pause just to get you ready into whatever we're going to be talking about today. And all I want you to do is to put one of your hands by your heart and take a deep, long breath. I think as parents, we don't often stop to just breathe properly. So take that as your reminder for the day, that at any moment, you can do this. And now, let's begin. Today's question is something that I think lots of parents struggle with. And I think it's quite a nice little theme before Christmas. So let's have a listen. Hi, Dr. Marta. I have a question for you. My three-year-old son is um, quite demanding around his want of toys. um, And we just don't quite know how to manage this with him. And I just wondered if you had any top tips um, or strategies to to be able to help us manage these situations. He has a lot of aunts and uncles and grandparents who buy him a lot of toys and as parents we've probably been quite indulgent with him in the past but we want to stop that because he is getting quite demanding around wanting a toy and it's not always when we're in a, a shop for example we might be playing at home and he might decide that there's a toy that he wants um and he'll talk about it for days and he'll expect every parcel that comes to the door to be his toy and gets quite upset when when it isn't um it isn't the toy and and it it just goes on and on and i just wondered if you had any top tips thanks oh okay so first things first it is very very normal for children to want toys or to want things so let's just begin there because i think we need to normalize this idea of children making requests or demands okay Of course children want toys. They want what their friends have or they want something they've seen on TV or they want something they've seen in a shop. This is okay. And in lots of ways, it's very healthy. It is a part of development that children begin to understand that there are objects out there that they would like to play with or have or own as their own. And when children are babies, as adults, we tend to do this thing where we just get them whatever when we can afford it you know we get them things for playing or for enjoyment and they don't really know so one of the things i'm going to say here very loud and clear is that 
babies and up to around the age of two, children do not care. They just don't care. Anything is a toy to them. You do not have to spend hundreds of pounds on the most expensive wooden blocks. Second hand or hand-me-downs are absolutely perfect. Go to charity shops and have a little peruse. There are always such great things there that you can wash and clean. And your baby and your little one, they're gonna have zero clue. Now, when your child becomes a three-year-old plus, it's usually around three and a half, closer to four, they start to become really acutely aware of toys. And again, it's just part of their brain and part of their development. And as they get older and older and older, of course, they're a bit like us. I wonder how many of you have a small wish list for Christmas and it might not be objects because I think as adults we also grow out of stuff sometimes and we look forward to other things but have a think about what your wish list is you know what are the things that you like save up for or you look forward to all those kind of things they're still important to us they're things to look forward to and may motivate us so it's similar for our children and the one and only time that we can spoil our kids is through stuff. So we can't spoil our children through giving lots of love or attention or even holding and picking them up. Absolutely not. And I don't even really like that word, spoiling. It makes me think of rotten fruit and our children are not like fruit. They are so much more precious than that. I use that word because I know that's the common word that gets kind of bounced around. But it's not necessarily a word that I align with. But when we think of things that are going to impact on our child's sense of entitlement or our child's sense of, I need to have this now, it's stuff. It is not your love and it is not your attention. So on this question, which I think does have a really lovely kind of Christmas theme. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that too. Christmas and gifts and wish lists. What I want to share in particular is that you are allowed and should set boundaries. Kids do not need loads of stuff. They're allowed to want loads, loads of stuff, okay? They're completely allowed to want it, but you don't have to get it for them. And the slight nuance with this is when children make constant requests about something, particularly something really specific, so they have high hopes that you're gonna get it for them, you need to think about how you respond very carefully because your response can either be dismissing, which is gonna make a child ask for something more because often what children hear is, you didn't hear me? Like, do, do you know I really want this thing? I'm just gonna keep repeating it until you know that I really want this thing. Or it can be constructive and constructive responses are responses where we are teaching our child how to learn to communicate well, because they're allowed to communicate to us and really should. Like you need to see this as an opportunity when a child says, I want something. That is them communicating something important with you. That's healthy. So we want to offer them that ability to communicate well with respect, you know, politely that they wish to have something that they don't have and helping them manage expectations and emotions. And those things are really key here because if we think about what we're really doing with our children at all times, it's supporting them to regulate. And the emotions that come from a wish or a want of something that they can't get 
or that you're possibly going to say no to for the moment or maybe forever is that they need to learn patience. They need to learn how to cope with disappointment. And those two emotions are huge and they don't get learnt in a day. Often they don't get learnt until nearly adulthood. So it takes a lot of effort from us and a lot of work from us to support our child's children to emotionally navigate these moments of disappointment and often delayed gratification in getting something that they want. So how do you respond to requests? I'm going to break this down into three different areas. Responding to requests, actual practical strategies that you can add to your responses, and then we're going to think a little bit about the Christmas wish list. I'm going to make responses to your child's requests as simple as I can because I really want you to hold these ideas in your mind. So the first thing is basic listening. Really understand what your child is asking for. Understand it and even get a little bit curious. So this is not just for your own interest and it's okay. You might be saying no to their request but it's for them because you want them to understand that you're really listening, you're paying attention to their wants and their wishes. And it also shows that you can give them empathy through your listening because when a child feels like my parents heard me, they now understand why this toy or this thing is so important to me, they can let go more easily. So the first step is listening, but really deep listening. So that might say sound like, oh, so you want a new train set. Tell me what's not okay about the one you've got. What's better about this new train set? Oh, that's really interesting. Where did you see it? How did you hear about it? Can you show me a picture? Great. You want to be really like into it. Tell me more. Even if you're not planning on saying yes. Now, this is not a manipulation. I can already imagine adults out there thinking, oh, we're manipulating our kid. No, we're not. We're listening. We're paying attention. We're making sense of what is important to them and why. It's a connecting moment. You can use this opportunity to connect. If the first thing you do when your child says, I want a new train set, is you go, no, you've already got one, you've dismissed them. You have shut down that conversation. And therefore, it's more likely that your child will say, what? I really want a new train set. And they'll carry on telling you and asking you about this train set because they don't feel heard. So although the first step is listening and it sounds so simple, it's going to take a little bit of your time. And it's so key to what comes next. The next point is you need to make a decision. This is your decision. This is not your child's. So take a moment after you've had this conversation and it might just sound like, you know what, I'm going to think about that. Thank you so much for sharing with me all the things that really matter to you about this toy. I need to have a little think because you have a lot of toys and you have a really nice train set, but I now understand why it matters to you to have this other one. So let me think about it and I'll come back to you with a decision. So that might be one way you respond. You wait it out. And you know, there are going to be times when your child asks you for something. And when you actually listen to what they're saying, it might make you go, yeah, okay, I I do actually get what they're asking about. And it's not, maybe it is frivolous, but maybe there's 
and making sense to what they're communicating. And once you can make sense of it, you might think, well, maybe, but it's a big present. So maybe they need to wait until their birthday, until Christmas, until some other celebration. Maybe what you wanna teach your child is delayed gratification. And this is a skill. And as a parent, you have the power to teach this by kind of saying to your child, I've heard you, this is important. I think it might be something we can get you, we can afford it, whatever it is, or we need to save money towards it and this is how we're going to do it. But you're gonna have to wait. Okay, so this decision, the no decision, the I'm thinking about it decision, the delayed gratification decision, it's all yours. And again, to me, there is a really big opportunity here. Let's say we're gonna keep that example, your child wants a new train set, and you kind of think, well, yeah, okay, well, maybe that makes sense because your train set is quite old and it was a hand-me-down, so I get that you want a new one and you want it to be electric and you love trains, so yeah, maybe for your birthday, but also, We can't keep piling up toys in this house. This is not a toy shop. So maybe what I'm gonna do is help my child understand that toys have value. And if they really want a toy set, then they need to sell some of their toys and get some money for a new train set. Or they need to gift some of their toys. And we're near Christmas. So for me, the gifting can be to a charity shop, but it can also be to wrap up and gift to a family who can't afford a new toy like this. And you could ask your child, in terms of getting a new train set, it costs this much money. Children don't tend to understand the value of money until they're eight, but you can say, it costs this much money, which means that you have to be able to get rid of X number of toys or things so that we can make it possible for you. What does that do? It makes your child reflect on the choices they're making. So they're thinking, so if I want a new toy, I have to get rid of something else that I have? Huh, is that something I wanna do? We wanna make our children understand value. But like I said, they're not gonna understand the value of money, but they do understand the value of liking and owning things. So when you say to your child, you can have something new, but you need to give some of your stuff away to get it, they're gonna realize this is a choice. And helping our children understand choices is really, really important. It teaches them value and it teaches them about the wants and the wishes have a cost, okay? You gain something new, a new train set, but you might be losing your old train set or some lovely soft toys or some jigsaws or whatever it is. There is a trade-off and this is really important. We are not punishing or threatening our children, okay? We're not saying, if you don't do this, then that. It's still your choice to say, no new train set. We haven't got space to store it. Or I think your old train set works completely fine. And I get that you'd really like a new modern one, but we just can't do that. We can't just change things to get new ones all the time. And your last point, whatever decision you've made, I want you to stick with it. And what I mean with that is don't be swayed by your child's big emotions of either disappointment or protest. In those moments, what they need from you is regulation, which is about staying very calm, allowing them to express their emotions without hurting themselves or you, and for you to just sit with it and empathize with their disappointment. That might just sound like, I get it. It's really hard for me to say no. 
and you really want this. I hear you. That's enough. What we cannot do as adults is step into these conversations and think, you need to be okay with me saying no to you. Okay, we need to be really mindful of the expectations that we bring as adults with our children. Your child wants something. Saying no to them is so disappointing. And it doesn't matter that it's a toy and you think they've got hundreds. It matters that they want something and they can't have it. And so you need to show empathy and acknowledge this for them. You don't need to change your decision. You just need to empathize. And this is the same if what they're doing, like in this question, is running to the door. And when there's a parcel, they think, it's my train set. You can just remind them. Oh, I don't think it is. I think it's very disappointing, but it's not your train set. I told you, we're not going to get you one. I'm really sorry. You're allowed to feel sad. Yes, yes, yes. Your child is allowed to feel sad. Now, let me think about how to put this in an adult situation. I'm going to give it to you. I'm a holiday person. The best gift anybody can give me is a break and a holiday, somewhere nice and sunny or a bit of adventure, lovely food. Yep, I'm a holiday person, right? And this year, we haven't had a holiday. There's been lots of practical reasons and there's also been some financial reasons. So we haven't taken a holiday. So I actually haven't been away since May. So we didn't go away in summer. We just made do with like the fun local stuff that we have, which is great. But I didn't get a holiday. And to me, that is hugely disappointing. And I'm an adult. But guess what I keep asking for? A holiday. And I'm when I say I'm asking for it, I mean, I'm the one buying my own holiday. But you know, me and my husband keep thinking, when are we going to be able to go on holiday? How much money do we need? Where are we going to go? And I'm not going to close off this conversation. So I'm the kind of person who really needs to be heard. And I don't just stop. Okay, I need every month or so that we sit down and we look at our finances and we really think it's going to happen. And that's important to me. And maybe for you, it's not a holiday. Maybe for you, it's the new iPhone. How many adults or whatever phone, no brands here in terms of ads. That's just like a label I threw out there. But how many adults literally go for the next new thing? And it's often tech and it's often men, but there's lots of women I know who will go out and get the brand new phone as soon as it comes out. I mean, what are we modeling to our kids? We get a brand spanking new phone. As soon as the next one is out, we get it. So as adults, we have that control. We have that power. And then we're saying to our child, you can't get a new toy. You're not allowed. So it doesn't mean you have to change your decision. Absolutely not. You're the parent. And yes, you're completely in control of where you spend your money. You can buy your new car or your new phone or your new piece of tech. And your child might have to sit with disappointment that they don't get their new train set. That's okay. You're not a mean parent. You're allowed to do this. But we need to move with our children with a lot more empathy often, a lot more curiosity about what they really want. And then thinking about this decision, the boundary. If we say no, what are we trying to teach our child? Do we want to teach emotional regulation? You need to learn how to live with disappointments. This is important, really, really important. But if we're going to do that, we need to be actively supporting our child to live with disappointment. We can't just expect them to not be disappointed. 
Or do we want to teach them the value of things? You ask for toys all the time, but you have lots of toys. So if you want new toys, you need to start clearing some of the others and thinking about which ones we give to charity, which ones we gift to friends or family or other people, and which ones maybe you want to sell and some of that money can go towards your new train set. This is about teaching the value of objects and it's about teaching as well your child to make choices. These are key, key opportunities. So don't dismiss them just by saying no. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And now I'm going to share two practical strategies. When you say no to your child, but what you want them to learn is perhaps delayed gratification. Okay, they might get this thing for a birthday, for Christmas, for something, and it's a might okay? It doesn't mean you have to buy it. Now I'm going to share something that I do and I do this a lot. My child asks for toys. She's a normal kid and often she does it in shops. She doesn't do it at home because I don't think in her mind she holds on to this idea that she really wants something and because she doesn't really watch TV, she doesn't see adverts. When we do play dates, it's not really like she sees lots of new things. Um, I think it's just she's not at that stage yet. But if your child is a little bit older and starts to request them at home, I'm going to give you a different strategy. But when you are in a shop and your child sees something and they touch it or they run to it or they hold it and they say, I really want this. Okay, here are two things I do in the shop. One, I often say to my child, before we even get to that point, I say today we are buying food. We are not buying toys. We're not going to buy clothes or toys today. I'm sorry, that's really disappointing, but mommy has to just buy food today. Okay, what am I doing there? I am preparing my child for disappointment. Before you even leave the house, you're in the car, you're on the street, where you're in the shop, but you haven't gone inside yet. Name it, today I'm coming to shop for this. It's disappointing to you, I know it is, but you're preparing your child and emotionally, this really helps kids, okay? They start to feel disappointed, but not in an overtly kind of excessive way because they haven't seen something they want yet. So they're like, oh, so I can't get anything. Oh, but it's not the crying, the screaming, the shouting. They're just feeling that oh moment, okay? Then you get in the shop and they see something and they want it. My next strategy is to simply listen. So I tend to say to my daughter, what do you like about that? It's often a soft toy. So she'll grab a soft toy and she'll be like, look, mommy, it's so cute and it's soft and I love it and I want it. She's got like 300. So I say to her, that is really cute. You're right. I can see why you grabbed that. I can see why you want to hold it. Okay. 
Here's a strategy I use with her. I say to her, I remind her, we're not buying toys today though. So you can hold it on the trolley until we finish our shop and we can drop it off to its home. So I often call the shop the home for the toys. So we can drop it off here again, or I can take a photo of it. So I don't forget that you really like this soft toy. And next time it's your birthday or next time, it's a moment to buy you a present, I will remember that this is one thing you really want. This strategy really works for me. She sometimes will hold on to the little toy around the shop, but she always drops it back off. And I make sure that she does. I've said, no, this is a temporary play. She puts it back down. And I have a little folder on my phone where I have photos of her holding toys and things that she really, really wants. Sometimes it's clothes, but I'll still say no, because today is not the day for shopping clothes or shopping for toys. And those are some of the things that I then use around her birthday and around her Christmas to think, what does she want? How can I surprise her? How can I give her that lesson of delayed gratification? She told me she wanted it. I want her to know that I listened, that I really heard her wish. And sometimes I can meet it. Sometimes I can't. I promise you one thing of all those photos, there's about 50 on my phone. She's going to get about three but she's gonna get three that I know she's gonna really remember. She told me about it and I heard her. So think about that. Think about the message that you give when you say no and think about how you can show your child I'm listening. Now, let's say your child is asking for something at home. My suggestion is that you say to your child, I don't know what that looks like. Can you show me next time in a shop, in a house, on a computer? Can you really Get your child to show you what it is that they want. When they say, I want a new blah, 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 or I want whatever toy. Can you look at it together? Can you again show them, similarly to what I do in a shop, but somewhere else, that you're paying attention? So you might take a snapshot of the photo. You might say, I'm gonna keep this on a list because you clearly really want this. And now I understand why you want it so badly. I'm gonna make sure I don't forget for next time, for your birthday, for another time. But we wanna give our child, again, that sense of I'm listening, what you say to me is important, and I'm still your parent, and I still get to choose whether you receive this or you don't. It is your choice. And like I said, like with my own child, she doesn't get everything she wants, okay? It's about making choices. It's about you, how much you can afford, and what matters to you for your child to get or not get. And it's okay to also spread some of these lists with family, which I do. So some of the things that she really wants, I've sent to grandparents and aunties. I make a list for all family members and I tell them this is the kind of things that my child wants or my child needs and you can buy her anything from this list. And I try and keep it really boundaried. So what I also say is, please try not to diverge from this. <laughs> don't, don't just buy her something because you think it's cute. She has lots of toys, she does not need them. And if you want to offer her some activities or spending some time with you, or you know, she loves going to a cafe and having a baby Chino and a slice of cake, that would be the best gift, okay? The doing, the spending time, not the stuff. Our kids don't need to be full of stuff. They need us for attention and connection and our presence. And when they want stuff, we can use it to teach them really important lessons. I really wanna spend the last few minutes to think about 
celebrations and Christmas. So of course not everybody celebrates Christmas but there are lots of festivities and holidays at this time of year where presents are still around. And of course there are birthdays across the year. So one of the things I really want to say but particularly about Christmas because there is such a pressure in our society about buying things for our children at Christmas and the pressure placed on parents to make Christmas this kind of happy, joyous occasion. And I just want to, I'm going to name it here, and I don't want to upset anybody, but, you know, Christmas is a religious festival, but it has become a marketing dream, okay? They market, it's a business, everything at Christmas is more expensive, all the toys become more expensive, it is a marketing dream. And I really want you to know this because I've read some stuff recently that has really kind of angered me. There is no other word. It's really angered me. There is no developmental reason why children need any one toy. Do not be fooled by the educational toy market, okay? Don't be fooled by it. Your children don't need that. They do need to play. Children need to play but they can play with anything. I'm serious. Play is not about the fancy new toy. Play is about a state of being in their imagination and creativity. The best kind of toys are non-flashy, non-active. They're kind of boring. They're blocks, they're figures, dolls. They're things that don't move, don't squeal, don't squeak, don't play songs. They're boring. Why? because your child has to be the active ingredient in the play. They need to create something with those non-moving, non-doing, boring things. And when they do, they dive into their imagination and their creativity. It helps to grow brain cells. It actually makes kids more intelligent. But the bouncing, you know, flashing, electronic, super expensive educational toys, they don't do any of that. So, I want you to really be mindful about the choices that you make for your child and I want you to know that there is no right number of toys for any kind of celebration, birthdays, Christmases, whatever. It is more important that you only buy your child the things you can afford. I am completely, 100% really serious about this message. Do not overspend money on toys and things for your child if you know you're going to be in a financial difficult position afterwards because financial stress is so bad for our mental health. It is one of the most detrimental factors. It increases our stress levels and it makes everything around us so much harder. So if you're in a difficult financial position, I want you to know that you don't even have to buy your child new stuff okay? Or spend a lot of money. What children love the most is when they feel like you understand them. So particularly young children, but older children too. Get them something you know, they will feel like you heard them, you understood them. This makes sense. For example, my daughter loves baby chinos. I said that before. And she loves it when it has tiny little marshmallows. Guess what she's got in her stocking this year? some mini marshmallows that I bought in a food shop for, I think, 
less than a pound. And I'm going to wrap it up and she's going to squeal in delight. Like this is a fact. She's going to love that. Children love when we wrap everyday kind of things and we gift them to them. You know, other things children love are things that are ours. I also know she loves some of my earrings, but she's too small for me to gift them to her. But I'm going to one day. I'm going to gift them to her when she's old enough. She has no kind of earring piercings or anything like that. But one day I'm going to gift them to her because I'm going to remember that that's something she's always asked for. She really wants it. Think about what your child really wants and enjoys and likes. It doesn't have to be a toy or a thing. You can wrap up other things. You can also make things like if they love pancake breakfast and they love chocolate spread, but you always say no, get them a tub of chocolate spread and say, this is yours. You can't have it every day, but when we get pancakes out, you can have some chocolate with your with your special spread. Whatever it is, really think carefully. What does your child love that you restrict or that you say no to? Can you just offer them that for, you know, for a day as a special treat? It does not have to be a toy. It does not have to be expensive. It does not have to be new if it's a toy. Really be mindful about what you need as an adult and a parent. Your needs matter, okay? Your child's wishes, they're important, but there are also opportunities to develop regulation, to develop delayed gratification, to help them make choices and understand the value of things. Your needs as an adult and as a parent And in particularly when it comes to finance, they are key. They are non-mover needs. Do not move your needs because your child is protesting. See that as part of their growth and their development. You've got this. I know you've got this. I know it's hard, but I promise it is so worth it. And we're coming to an end for today. I hope that was useful. I always like to end on a little mantra to hold you for the rest of the week. And given what we've talked about today, my mantra for you is, I don't need to meet all of my children's wishes. I can meet all of their needs. Remember, your child can keep wishing for what they want. This is healthy and good. But you're the parent and you can set that boundary. Wishing you a restful end of your week. And I hope you'll join me again for another Talking Sense. And if you want to stay updated, come and sign up to my newsletter on my website, drmartapsychologist.com. I'm going to be launching this out very soon. And those who are signed up are going to get my latest updates and some news that I don't think you're going to want to miss. See you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 